Hi, I'm Georgie Haysom and I'm the Head of Research, Education and Advocacy at Avant. In this series of podcasts, I'm talking with Ruan Brell, Senior Solicitor in our Medico-Legal Advisory Service, about some of the common questions that we receive at Avant on issues that arise when treating children whose parents are separated. The first chapter looks at requests for children's medical records when the parents are separated. The second looks at what to do when parents disagree about a child's treatment. And the third looks at treating children when they're mature minors. Treating older children can be complex, particularly when parents are separated. In this podcast, Ruan and I discuss the issue of treating children who are mature minors and are able to make decisions for themselves. So, Ruan, this question comes up quite a lot from our members about what to do when treating older children that might come to see you. Absolutely. It does come up a lot and it can be really confusing. What are the sorts of things that members contact us about? What sorts of clinical situations? Often it can be about patients who are in their mid-teenage years, 13, 14 years old, and it can come up in situations for regular treatment, but also it can come up in more complex areas. So for girls, that might be pregnancy testing or concerns about contraception. And for either boys or girls, it might be STI testing or concerns about early sexual activity. Ruan, a lot of people think that there's some magical cutoff age of 14, so that after the age of 14, children are therefore automatically mature. Is that right? No. And that's one of the reasons why it can be very confusing. There's in fact no set age at which a child or young person is considered to be sufficiently mature to make a decision about their healthcare or medical treatment. It's also important to remember that decision-making capacity is specific to the situation and the particular sort of treatment that is being considered. For example, a patient might be able to make a decision in their own right about a vaccination, but they may not have sufficient capacity to understand the implications of and consent to major surgery. So, and this is often described as Gillick competency or being a mature minor. If you're a doctor, what do you need to be satisfied of for a child to be considered to be a mature minor? The legal test is that a child or young person, the patient, can consent to medical treatment when they've achieved a sufficient level of maturity to fully understand what is proposed. This is ultimately a matter for you as the practitioner to exercise your clinical judgment and determine whether or not the patient has the capacity in this specific situation. Okay, so you've determined that the child is mature enough to understand the implications of the request and they have capacity to make that particular decision that they're facing today. Are you then able to treat them? Yes, you can. If you've assessed that the child is a mature minor, then they are able to consent to the treatment and you don't need to get consent from the child's parents. We absolutely would recommend that you clearly document your assessment of this, of the child's competence and the advice that you've given to them and the reasons why you've reached your decision. And do you need to tell their parents in this situation? No, you don't, because the child at that point becomes the patient in their own right and is capable of giving consent. You may still want to encourage the patient to involve their parents or one of their parents or another respected or trusted adult in their lives for support and advice in the situation. Yeah, and I think this comes up a lot in the situation of pregnancy for young women. That's something where they probably could really do with the support of a trusted adult. Absolutely. And you may be able to play a role in that as well in supporting the child either as part of the discussion bringing their parents in for another consultation or giving them some tools to be able to raise that with their parents and then supporting them through that process. So just to be clear, if a young person has capacity to make a decision about their medical care, then you can proceed on the basis of their consent. Absolutely, yes. The child or the young person's consent is sufficient and you don't need the consent of any parent to proceed. 
Also, you can't discuss the treatment with their parents without the child or young person's consent either because that would be a breach of privacy. Okay, so that deals with the situation where you've made an assessment the child is sufficiently mature to make the decision. What about if you don't think they've got enough maturity, they don't satisfy the criteria for a mature minor? If that's the case, then they are not able to consent to the treatment and you do need to get consent from someone appropriate before you can proceed. So in the first instance, that would be one of the child's parents or both of them if they're involved. And Rowan, what if the parents are separated? Does that change the situation? The starting point would be that it didn't, but it would be important to ask the child or the parent that you have contact with whether or not there are any parenting orders that might vary their parental rights or responsibilities of either of the parents. There are also a small set of circumstances that involve what's called special medical treatment and that would require a court order specific for that treatment. And you would want to probably get some legal advice in relation to that if Absolutely. you were proceeding down that path. So separated parents can add a level of complexity and you really don't want to get stuck in the middle of any acrimony between them. Absolutely not. And those family dynamics can be something that you might already be aware of and then you can actually help navigate through that. So if the child doesn't have decision-making capacity and is not a mature minor, then you need parental consent. But if the child is a mature minor, has capacity, then the fact that the parents are separated doesn't really matter. That's right. If the child is a mature minor, you won't need the consent of the parents and you will need the child's consent to speak to either or both of the parents about the treatment. We have a separate podcast on dealing with separated parents and parenting orders in the context of requests for medical records. So have a listen to that if you would like some more information on that topic. So Ruan, I think that brings us to the end of the conversation. What are the key messages that people should take away from this podcast? Firstly, when considering whether or not a child is a mature minor, once you've exercised your clinical judgment and determined that they do indeed meet the criteria, then you can confidently treat the patient without notifying their parents, and this should be clearly documented in the records. But depending on the situation and the issue that they've come to see you about, you might want to encourage the patient to seek the advice and support of their parent or another trusted adult. If the patient does not have capacity to make the decision, then you do need the consent of a parent before being able to proceed with that treatment. And if the parents are separated, it would be worthwhile checking any parenting orders. Okay, well, thanks very much for that, Ruan, And thanks for joining us and look out for our next podcast. <laughs>